Now we know what's going on out there. Do you think everybody's noticed how I've moved up to the first chair now? <laughs> I didn't know that was the first chair. <laughs> I had to use strategy. Yeah. You see, I needed my computer, and I needed cable, and so I got one too short. <laughs> Is that your strategy? So I'll be sitting first chair all night tonight. <laughs> That's the chair where all the talking happens. Go no, ahead. No, no. <laughs> That's not I'll happening. just sit here and nod. I see you have a... <laughs> <laughs> not accusing anybody of anything. Didn't have to. You see what? I see a robot in the cell spot. You do? It's not normally there. Hmm. Huh. Huh. But I can hardly wait to see what you're going to do. We are having an amazing school year. <laughs> yeah, we are. Do you know we have more students in Saul's Academy than we've ever had before? I heard that. And they're better dancers. Yeah. Did you see that? And artists. I saw that too. Yeah. That is really exciting. A lot of our students are really getting interested in music and the mm -hmm. great composers appreciating music and other things. It's just really fun to me that Celis is doing its job and working. So we have a really interesting subject to discuss tonight. It's time, finally, for us to figure out how computers work. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You plug them in and they come <laughs> on. Yeah. Right? That's how yeah. I think they work. Is that what you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's your double answer, that's right? That's my double okay. answer right there. Well, to many of us, computers are a mystery that we use all the time. Mm -hmm. We kind of take them for granted. But I really have a desire for our students to come to understand what really makes them tick inside. And I think we live in a time where being able to code or to write programs to power computers is going to become as important as it is to be able to read. It's very important to read. You're, you're greatly handicapped if, if you can't read. And that's why Celis is so focused on reading. And we, we find students all the way in high school ready to graduate that have never been able to master reading, and we want to make sure before they graduate on a Celis they can. And most of our students are reading on a third grade level before they get in the first grade, which is Wonderful. That's a wonderful time to learn. But learning to code is becoming more and more and more important. In fact, some are calling it the new literacy. If you don't know how to code, then you're not literate. Hmm. And it's, uh, <clears throat> it's intimidating to some people. It I don't see how it works. You know, I do pictures, I do music, I do writing, and they say it's all numbers, ones and zeros. Seems strange, doesn't it? But that's exactly what it is. So I would like to take a deep dive today into very simple understanding of the basics of computers. Okay. I was very fortunate in my career to be able to come into the field of electronics at exactly the time that the microcomputer was being born. 
And when you get in on the ground floor, you kind of get to see the whole thing. And so I did, and it's been a great blessing to me, both financially and in fulfillment, to be able to understand a little bit about computers. So everyone knows some things, and some guys know a lot more than I do. And I was gonna have them come up here and talk, but you know, in, in 20 seconds, they'd be talking about things we've never heard of before. <laughs> I figured, no, I, I'll keep it down on our level. Okay, so a computer, it's an electronic device, man-made, that has an interesting property. And in order to have a computer, you must have a central processing unit. Some of you call them CPUs. You say, what CPU you got in your computer? Well, I have an AMD. Really? I have an Intel. A CPU, a central processing unit. And the central processing unit is the brain that makes the computer work. And then around that central processing unit, you have things like memory, little boxes where you can store numbers. And by the way, if you want to do letters of the alphabet, well, they assign code, num code numbers to the letters. So when you see that number, you know, oh, that's a letter. Or if you want a picture, we put a lot of numbers to indicate the colors and positions of pixels in the, in the picture. So it's all about numbers. So there's a central processing unit and memory where numbers can be stored and retrieved. Then we've got things like communications, a way to send it over the internet, interfaces. But I wanna come back to the CPU because if you understand CPUs, then you understand a computer at the most core level. So what is a CPU? And it's not as hard as you think. First of all, it's C. <laughs> yeah. Let's, just let's get right serious there. about it. In its most simplistic terms, a central processing unit does very, very, very basic things. It's a little circuit that has a place that it stores a number and it calls that place the accumulator. The accumulator. That's where you accumulate a result of, of some transaction. And then you have a place that's called an address bus. This isn't a school bus. It might be yellow, but it's not a school bus. A bus in computer jargon, is lots of wires that are cooked up to the CPU. And the wires are given code names. 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 16, 32. And how many wires there are is how many bits the address bus is. And then you have the data bus. That's some more wires coming into the CPU. Now, how does that work? Let's pretend, because computers play this game all the time, let's pretend that we are a C, I'm a CPU. <laughs> I can pretend. You can be IO, okay? Okay. That'd be good. Maybe a printer. No, I'll be, I'll be the CPU. <laughs> okay. So I'm the CPU, and I have a number that is stored in my accumulator, 
and I don't want to forget it. I'm going to use my accumulator for a lot of things, so I want to store that number somewhere where, where I'll never forget it. So I decide to put it in memory, and I look out around me, and I see all these memory chips, and each one of them can store a number. So all I've got to do is get this number out into that memory. How do I do it? And if you want to understand really what computers are doing, you've got to understand this. And it's not hard. It's actually kind of cool. So what I do, here's the number in my accumulator. What's that? It's a little memory box inside of the CPU where I have accumulated a number, and now I want to store it. So I have to, first of all, decide where I want to store it. And all of those memory locations are hard to keep track of. So the CPU gives them numbers. Memory location one, memory location two, three, four, up to millions, and even billions in some computers. So I decide, OK, I'm going to put this in memory location 10. So how do I do it? Well, first of all, I go over to the address bus. And remember, that's a lot of wires coming into me. Think of the CPU as a little guy like me. In there, I love numbers, and I love to push them around. And, and I love you know, twerping off memory. Twerping so <laughs> I, take, I take these wires, and I see what the number 10 is, because that's the memory I want. And I have to convert it to binary. So how am I going to find out what 10 is in binary? Well, I count in binary. Remember, binary is when you count and all you have is 1 and 0. And so counting in binary, start out with 0, 1, 10, 11, 100, 101, 110, 111, 1,000. That's how you count in binary, right? And so if I go up to 10, let's count them out. 1, mm -hmm. 1 is 1. That's one good. Is one. 2 is 10, mm -hmm. 3 is 11, 11. 4 is 100, 101, 110, 110 111, 1,000, mm -hmm. 1, 1, right? Yep. 1,001, 1,010. We counted in binary to 10. 10 is 10 in decimal in our normal normal number system. So think about that. 1,010. So that's 1, 0, 1, 0. Mm -hmm. So I go out to the address bus, and I put a voltage on the first wire, and I don't put one on the second because it's a 0. On the third one, I put a voltage, and on all of the others, I leave them as zeros. Now I put an address on that memory bus. And that memory bus, those wires, go to all those memory locations. Memory's kind of lazy. <laughs> Most of the time it's sitting there doing nothing. I'm not accusing. <laughs> I'm just saying, what if? You what know? if? <laughs> so they're sitting there. But they're looking at those memory wires. And if the right voltages come on for their address. In this case, 1010. And that's my memory location. <gasps> it's for me. It's for me. And so then they go over to the data bus, which is some more wires. 
at least eight, maybe 16, but how many depends on the computer. But they go to the data wires and they say, the next information that comes on those wires is for me. And they wait for it. They see some of the wires starting to go high. Oh, the data's coming in. And they wait for it. And then there's one more wire that's called the clock. And when the clock strobes high, when it goes high, it means it's time to read the data. And so the memory location, it's time. And it looks at all eight wires. It's a one here and a one there. And it grabs them, and he puts it in his memory. That's how the CPU stores some information in one memory location. And when you think we're doing this billions of times a second, it's more interesting. <laughs> and that's really kind of what they do. And so the way we program a computer is we tell it, store a number into a particular memory location. So if you're a programmer, you're going to write a program, and every CPU, central processing unit, has a list of commands. That's all it knows. It can only do this list of things. And every one of the commands has a bunch of ones and zeros, or a number. And so that we can make it easier to program a computer, somebody invented a thing called assembly language, which simply means that we put a word with the number so we don't have to remember the number. So if I want to store a number, I can say store, and then I put the destination memory location, 1010, this number, and you put the number, and it, the CPU moves it out to that location, the memory grabs it and hangs on to it until you want it back or until the power goes off, right? Some kind of memory can store it like flash drives even after the power goes off. So it's a simple process, but we do so many billions of things with it it overwhelms people. And you just need to slow down and say, well, that's pretty simple. I can understand that. I think, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> they want to know where the CPU is on the Where computer. is the CPU? Yes. Some people build their own game computer or something. Uh -huh. They buy a motherboard. You see the circuit board, it's a motherboard. Why do they call it motherboard? Because it's where you put the CPU. Okay. <laughs> it's got a slot in there uh -huh. with lots of a lot of contacts, uh -huh. and you go and buy your CPU separate. Your CPU for a normal computer is about an inch and, and a quarter inch and a half square. With a chip? And it's, it's, it's a very, very complex chip with millions and now even billions of transistors. Mm. And so you go buy the one you want. You know, here's one with you know, 50 cores. Here's one with 16 cores. Usually they're... 1632, 64, but there's cores, and you buy that chip, and you stick it in the motherboard, lock it in, usually put a heat sink on them, because we push them so hard they get too hot, right? That's, that's the CPU, that little guy right there. And we put as much as we can in there. In fact, modern CPUs have their own memory inside the CPU. That's scratch memory. That's where you do fast things while you're getting ready, and then you move it out to the real memory. Then you move it out to the persistent memory, the, the memory that stays good when the power's off, like the flash drive, or the hard drive and all those things. So 
I don't want to get too far into that, but what I want to do is kind of give you a flavor. That's all we're doing with computers. But we want to go learn what we can kind of do with it. And so I just brought a little computer here that uh, it's going to let me log into it here before too long, I hope. And look at that. Looks like my computer is kaput. Oh, yeah, it is kaput. <laughs> uh, did anyone see what my computer wants me to sign in? Guess what? Joseph I have just signed in. And look at this. Can you see it? I'm now going to square this up a bit. Joseph, what was that password again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have a computer that's going to look like something some of you have seen because this is a Celis Gold. Right, And I'm going to look at an activity that will allow us to learn a lot about computers. Activities, there we go. Can you see it? Mm -hmm. And Science Life, wow, I wonder if that's good. Oh, I don't know, we should check it out. No, it <laughs> Write a book, Math Tiles, ACD2 and Celispot. Here are the two robots. And I'm going to, tonight, be talking about this guy, a Celispot. And it turns out that we have an activity to learn how to program CellSpot. Now, by the way, the activity is kind of fun. Don't confuse it with the class, STEM 1, where we actually teach it. But this is to get you going. And this is especially a fun activity after you've taken STEM 1, because then you can do a lot of things with it. But to get you started, we're going to program a robot right here, so we can all learn how. That's right, right before your very eyes, we're going to watch as the world-famous no. Peja no. Monet <laughs> like, teaches me how. how to program. All electrical engineers know how to program. Yeah, but so what, what do we do to get started? You push the button. You push the <laughs> Isn't she amazing? Which one? This one? So it says Celisbot. Celisbot. Yeah. Button pushed. There it is. Uh -huh. Here we are. We're now in the program, and it says code blocks. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hit code blocks. Okay. And it says, are you going to do it with a robot, or are you going to do it without a robot? Well, we're going to start out without a robot. And we have a little robot built into everybody's computer. This is the animated robot. So he does things. Later, I'll show you how to connect it to the real robot because it's really fun to have a real one. And then they both do it together, which is kind of fun. And pretty soon, we're going to be ready to do the science fair. A lot of students are doing the science fair programming these robots. And this is uh, a Celis bot. We call him Celisbot. And then his more advanced brother is ACD2, like R2D2. ACD2, D 2 And he's the one that just loves to dance. He's the robot you're going to use if you're going to enter the dance. Hold it, Hold it down. He's a, hit the run button. He, he says, I'm talking too much. Watch it, Buster. You can be erased. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, no. I'll just say, you've got to get control of your computer. That's right. Don't, don't let it walk all over you. Okay? 
So in this simulator, we're going to be able to write a program and test it. It's kind of fun to do it in the simulator. Then it's fun to see if you can take it over and actually run something on the robot. So how are we going to program a robot to do something? And that's what we want to see if we can figure out here, okay? okay? So there he is. I can see him there. There's the robot. There's some buttons. Ooh, look, okay, I can get him to dance. I, I did a program. Okay? But over here are the programming functions. So I'm going to just kind of show one. So we've got these different things, and I don't know if I could get a little bit better zoom on that so we can kind of see them better. There you go. So this first one says light on face. These are all outputs and says, say, here we go. What if we had a program that said, here we go? Let's try it. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> so I'm going to take this particular block, and you notice I call it a block. See how it's following me around? And I'm going to go hook it up here to the beginning program. Now, something really significant just happened. These are programming blocks. And block programming is one of the really wonderful ways to learn how to program a robot or a computer. And this is a technology that was largely developed at MIT, which we've adopted in Acellus, and it's really cool as a way to, to get people to catch on. This little block that I'm moving around, it's a logic block. That means it has certain commands that it'll tell a computer to do. If I wanted to know what those commands are, I would uh, be able to go over and look at the source and see the actual commands. And later, that's what you're going to do when you get into this course. But for now, we're just trying to understand the logic. So I took this command called say, here we go. And it says, when you run, I run this block, and it says, say, here we go. And I'm going to turn this up even a little more since he's making a lot of noise. We don't want to miss it. OK. And then I'm going to run and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah? It didn't say so oh, yeah before. <laughs> I put this little block in here, uh -huh. and I programmed this little robot to say, let's try it again. I'm going to run it again. There's a run button up here. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Now, I could pull down this little thing. Oops, there it comes. And there's a whole list of different things I could have it say. How about we have it say, Mighty Might. So I'll run it. Nighty Night. Oh, Nighty okay. Night, huh? <laughs> All right, let's try something else. Let's do Pick Me Up. Pick Me Up, Pick Me Up. So I'm writing a program with block programming. Yeah, you wow. are. <laughs> I am a programmer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to ask for a raise. <laughs> okay. So let me look at some other things I can have this do. Here's one that says sound. So I'm when you're ready, hit the run button. Well, I will. Use <laughs> <me pay. laughs> so I've got one here, and it says sound beeping. So I'm going to run. I've written a program with two program blocks now. Okay. And one of them is pick me up. One of them is 
beeping. So he's probably going to say, pick me up, and then he's going to beep. Pick me up. Pick me up. You hear that beep at the end? Pick me up. Pick me up. I'm going to change the beep to, hmm, crashing. That sounds good. Pick me up. Pick me up. <laughs> Can you believe Sounds this? Like it hit its face. I am writing programs. You programmers. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> We're coming for you. Okay, are you ready? This one's going to do wrong. It's going to make the sound wrong. What is the wrong sound? <laughs> I don't know what is the sound. Let's find out. Pick me up. Pick me up. I'm getting right. tired of pick me up, so I'm going to pull it out of here. Oops, like that. Disconnect. It won't disconnect, so I'll just throw it away. And now, now that's pick me up. Let's go back here again. So I'm going to get the sound and put it there by itself. Now I'm just going to get beeping. I wrote a beeping program. I'm going to write just a, got it. This is the one I want to train you with. You know. Whenever I say something to you and then I push your run button, this is what you're supposed to <laughs> Do say. Do I have a run button? You're being programmed. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. See? That means got it. That's the got it sound. Got it. Got it sound. <laughs> Are there any other sounds? How about the... Scanning sound? Sounds like a sonar sound in the ocean trying to ping something. Wow, <laughs> isn't that neat? So you understand the concept now mm -hmm. of taking a little block of logic and putting it in a program to do things. So what else could I do? Uh, he's got lights. He's got a little light in the, the middle of his, of his forehead. Should we see if we can turn it on? Mm -hmm. Let's program it to come on. Okay. So I go in here and I look for light, light, light. Oop, dance, sound, light, right on top. So I'm going to have the sound, and then I'm going to do light on and where in face. Well, I could do his left hand, right hand, or face. I'm going to just keep it, it on is face. Fun. Isn't this fun? Now watch right here while I run this program to see if that light comes on. Ready? Here we go. Did you see it? Now some of you say, well, I didn't see it very long. So let's go ahead and put in, hmm, a delay. Here is delay four, and we're gonna, it's delay for half a second. Let's say delay for two seconds and run our program. Okay. And there it was for two seconds. Mm -hmm, we are writing a program. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and is, we can actually. go in and we can do some really complicated things with okay. our program because we've got all these wonderful things. Okay. Let's think about maybe playing some music. This one says dance, right? Here's music right here. Okay. So you notice how I just grab these and stick them in. I can hardly wait. To yeah, you're going to have to wait and see what I can do. Okay, so we've got music. We gotta decide how long we want the music, so let's get another one of these delays for. Okay. And we'll do delay for maybe 
three seconds. Okay, so now it should make a sound. I can hardly Beep. wait to see what you can make me do. I can hardly wait too. Okay, so we're going to do the scanning sound. Then we're going to turn the light on in the face for two seconds. Then we're going to turn on some music, and this is going to be good times music. Ready? Good times. For three seconds. Here we go. Light. We are writing programs. We are programmers. Programmers, okay. Does it move? <laughs> Seems like if you have music, it's got to dance. <laughs> right? How are we going to make it dance? I don't know. I want to see how we can do that. Well, let's see. Hmm, hmm. Oh, dance. Look yeah. at that. Dance. We got a dance see. one. Okay. Let's go back up here and put it before the three seconds. So the music comes on, it dances for three seconds. And look, oh. it says dance, turning to the right. Okay. Okay. I think... When you're ready, hit the run button. Yeah, I will. Don't you, don't you even doubt that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to grab dance again, and I'm going to put that back in here. Okay. And then I'm going to get another delay so it'll keep running for more than a half of an instant. And I'll put three more seconds. Now what's it say? It says it's going Isn't to... Isn't this fun? Yes, this is fun. Shush! <laughs> it says it's going to dance to the right, right. for right. three seconds, uh -huh. and then it's going to dance to the right. That's too much dance to the right. <laughs> so I'm going to go in here to this dance to the right, I'm going to pull down the little handle and have it dance to the left. When you're ready, hit the right. Yeah, and I will. Oh, so now if I do right. it, it, this little guy at the very end, mm -hmm. should dance to the left and then to the right. Should we try it? Here it goes. Yep, lights come on. Oop, he danced one way. And he danced the other way. What do you think? That is fun. So we actually have written a program. Mm -hmm. And did you know that with this block code, you can go and write all kinds of programs. And in the STEM class, they get more complicated, more complicated, more complicated. And you do fancier, dancier, crazy things. We can program these buttons. So if you push the button, it does something different. You can program it so that you can tell if it's laying down, standing up, or turning. It's got sensors in there. There's so many things you can do with it. And if you get a robot, then you can actually have the robot <laughs> do the, what the picture does, which is kind of fun. That's and that's a good way to get ready for the science fair. Last year, we had a lot of people answer the science fair dance contest, programming the ro their robots to dance. This year, I would like to add Celisbot. He wants to be in the dance contest, too. Mm -hmm. Now, he, the, the other guy can do 10,000 different steps. Mm -hmm. So... It's more advanced. But for guys starting out their first time programming, if you program this guy, you can enter the contest too. And remember, <laughs> these robots got hairdos, they got makeup, <laughs> they got environments. It's all fun. It's creative. If you can control a robot, then you deserve to enter the science fair. And if you're very creative and you put some effort in this, you can do some really major things. Now, I heard a comment coming in from some of the people that found out where rogerbillings.com is and they started shooting me messages. And by the way, parents, thank you for all the input you've given me in the last couple weeks. I've had more input in the last two weeks sure. than I've had in the last 10 years. 
and it's really helped me. <laughs> I've lost sleep over some of it, but it's really, really helped. We found out a lot of things. Anyway, uh, some students have said that they'd really like a robot, but they're really prohibitive in price. Now, a lot of students that are on the Cellus Gold are earning gold credits, cyber gold, and they're buying backgrounds and other things. And one of the things I'm getting ready for them to be able to acquire is robots. Now, the robot store and the, getting that set up, I have to <laughs> solve one little challenge, which I'm working on her. I'm working on her. <laughs> Someone. It's very rich, has to pay for it. That's a little challenge. The students wanted me to tell you that we really appreciate it if you decide to pay for everything. I'll do my best. All right, good. Yeah. Anyway, so I want to set up the store so you can earn your robot, but it's going to take you, you a little while. I know. I'm telling them something. Yes, shush. <laughs> but in the meantime, I have worked out something. I went and talked to David. Where is David? Come up here, David. Did you know that David, who's the captain of our programming team, <laughs> is also the guy that runs the Acela store? And here he comes. Let's get a camera on this guy. He's <laughs> so good looking. He said right there. Right. Okay, there he is. So, David, how much are these robots in the store? Um, 59. Cents? Dollars. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure they're worth them, aren't they? Okay. And if we are a Sellis Academy students, I think Power Homeschool students too. Yeah. We get a discount. What is the discount we get? It's 25%. 25% off. So that means these cost us how much? About 44 For About $44. <laughs> about. Okay. Plus some shipping probably. Okay. So I was afraid some students, since they're not getting their gold yet, might be a little tight on cash. So I'm wondering if you'd be willing to take a challenge. I can hardly wait. I can. <laughs> okay, so uh, are you good at this? Yeah. Okay, so here's yeah. the challenge. On behalf of the students, um, if, if I win, Will you double the discount? Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. You won. Oh. You beat him. All right, so I'm going to give him a chance because he's trying to keep the store going. Can we do it one more time? And if I win this time, can they, can they get these robots if they're a cell student or power homeschool student for $10? Okay. We're going to make a lot of money, aren't we? <laughs> that, that happens to be below our cost. But, you know, this is, they need these for the science fair. Have some patriotism. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready to go? $10? Okay. $10. Okay, $10. What code do they have to put in to get this special price? Um, Cellus, like Cellusbot, Cellus23. A Cellus no, 20? Just Cellus. Oh, C-E-L-L-U-S. Cellus. Oh, that's complicated. So only the smart ones will get it. Yeah. And they can go into the store, Cellus Academy, I mean Cellus.com slash store, or you can go find the link to it. 
You can find stuff in there, but if you get this guy, be sure and put in that code, and then it's $10. Mm -hmm. And we also have been charged $15 for shipping these, and so we went and had a nice meeting with the post office, and they have agreed to ship these anywhere in the United States for $9.45, or nine fifty. Oh. So I want these in everybody's hands. <laughs> They're excited now. Okay, thank you. We really appreciate that. All right, so uh, we're about out of time, but I would like to be able to see the difference. I mean, we run this program. Let's run it one more time. This great. Now watching, lights on, dances. It's pretty neat sitting on the screen, isn't it? He's doing it a great job. Yeah. This thing is amazing. But I want to see what it's like now to do it with a robot. Okay. Okay? And by the way, there's something you want to know about these. If you're going to hook the robot up to your computer and use it with the Acellus course or with the Acellus program or the activity, you need to have the Acellus app. It won't work just in a browser. It has to be in the Acellus app. And right now, we're, we're going to get this fixed, but if you have an iPhone, <laughs> it won't talk to this guy because they've dropped support for this form of Bluetooth, so we're getting that fixed. But uh, you can do it with a Windows computer, a Mac computer, a if you happen to have a, a Google phone, an Android phone, it'll work with those, but just not right now with an iPhone, so that's good to know. So you can do it some other way. So I'm going to go ahead, find the power button here, and turn this on. And you see we got a first little blink. Then we're going to get another one. Yeah, that sound means that it found our computer. And I want to bring, oops, something just bummed out on me here. Here we go. Let's see, this is a touch screen, so I guess we can touch that all night. Okay, so now we have this robot here. And he's connected, and you can see this computer. It's not this one. This one's got to go. We're going to switch over to the other one. Look at how the engineers are. There we go. Now I'm on this computer. And you can see I wrote myself a little program here. And this is showing how I'm using some more of these blocks. So you learn what each block does, and you learn that in the course, and then use it for different things. So when we start, when you're ready, we start by turning off the music. Then, we, then he says, he says, and the sound comes right out of him, here we go, and then we're going to repeat this whole big block ten times. And he says, push a button, push a button. If I push the red button here, then it will do what this says. It'll say, that tickles. If I push the green button, it will say, hmm, hmm, hmm. Whoops, then it will start music called Good Times. And then the guy will start dancing, and he'll turn right for three seconds, and then he'll turn left for three seconds, then the music will turn off, then the dance will stop, and then it will go around and repeat. And it'll do that over and over, unless the robot is face down. If I put him face down, then he's going to tell me to pick him up. <laughs> and if I pick him up, We'll see if he likes that. Should we try it? Yes. Okay, here we go. So I go up and I click the run button on your mark. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Push a button. Push a button. Okay, he would push like me to push a button. Should we push the red one first? 
button. Here goes the red button. I can hardly wait to see what you can make me do. You be quiet. So that's what the red button does. Now let's push the green button because then he should dance. And guess what? We went through my 10 tries. My 10 so on. So we'll run it again. Yeah, here we go. Race that run. Now I'm going to push the green button. Hey, hey, hey. There it goes. <laughs> he dances back. Push a button. Now when I run it through with the green button, let's see what he says about being laying down. Listen, can you hear him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can see there's a lot of fun you can have with these. And the interesting thing is this isn't just fun because you're learning these coding blocks. Now, you can go over and look at the source on each of these blocks and see how they're written. Yes, it is fun. And the, the program is written in JavaScript. JavaScript is the programming that we use to write a Cellus. So I'm getting you all trained to become a Cellus programmer. <laughs> <laughs> I can hardly wait. Yeah, yeah you can, can hardly, hardly wait. wait. Thank you. <laughs> and he's got logic. So it's really fun to learn to program. We're going to move these robots out. I want to have the students that want to do, and especially the young kids, a science fair project, this is a fun thing, and it'll be, I'll bet we get some really, really interesting entries. When you're ready, hit the run button. Mm -hmm, I will, okay. These guys just want to go. The STEM courses are a lot of fun. The course about him is the, the very first STEM course, and it goes through and tells all about it, and you can do it with the robot on the screen, until you're ready to get your own robot. I think it's kind of fun if you learn how to run it first and then you get your robot. Mm -hmm. But uh, coding is an important opportunity. I think the day is coming when everybody will want to be able to learn how to code. There's a lot of STEM things that we need in our world. Maybe just one more time and then we're done. Here comes the red button. Where's my mouse? Here we go. Red button. Yeah. And when you're ready, hit the run button. See, he's supposed to be face up. Yeah. Put me down. Oh. We'll see you next time. <laughs>